Hello and welcome to Dowdy, the podcast where me, Mariana Feijó, talk to my guests about the concept of bravery, or braveness, even just the moments where folks have been slightly out of their comfort zones. This week I was brave because I made it through the week. I think we're all being super brave for keeping at it after almost a year of a pandemic and being far away from friends and loved ones and it's really hard but we're doing it and as much as I hate patronizing people we're doing really well guys I'm really proud of us about this episode it's a very long episode so I will try to keep this very very short but I would like to make a content warning because we talk about depression and fat phobia I never know when I should do content warnings or not do content warnings but like play it safe and just put the content warnings out there and you can make your choice uh, if you want to listen or not. I haven't recorded an episode yet in 2021, so the next few episodes will be still from 2020. Nothing much has changed, but just know that my guests will be coming to you from 2020. I also mistakenly told my guests that this episode will come out in March, so some our plugs at the end we'll be mentioning March those things will happen in March just be <laughs> be expecting them the last thing I have to say about this episode you're just about to listen to is that I was talking to someone who story tells about ghosts and scary stuff and right at the end as we were almost done with the podcast, everything in my room where I was recording it, lights, computer, everything turned off. And I couldn't get my computer to turn on again. And my guest had to finish the podcast on her own, which I thank you so, so much for doing. Thank you for being such a good sport and doing my work for me. The episode starts as it always does with my guest, Raquel Caldvilla, introducing herself. My name is Raquel, Raquel, in Portuguese, but my mates, my best friends know me as Bilinha, which is my last name. It's a long story, but yes, people know me as Billy in English or Bilinha. I have a podcast that's uh, in Portuguese, Arrepios com a Bilinha, but I'm... It's very difficult because <laughs> I don't like to describe myself. I always ask my guests to do that, but I don't <laughs> like to describe myself. But I'm hmm, a storyteller, maybe. I graduated in psychology. I started to do some expressive therapies, art therapy, uh, ma mainly theater therapy with or therapy in theater, like drama therapy, and music therapy, and then it was not great for me, <laughs> because, well, <laughs> psychologists cannot do their jobs, <laughs> and I, yes, it was very, very hard to be a psychologist in Portugal, and then I started to write uh, when I became unemployed and I started to write about people that I knew and things like mixing psychology and writing and describing my people around me, like 
family members and friends and someone that was in a kind way impactful in my life. And then I wrote a book in Portuguese. <laughs> and then I started thinking, why did I write a book? And I was very passionate about writing and storytelling. And then I encountered a creative block. And then I found out that I had an autoimmune disease called... Uh, how do you say it in English? How do you say it in Portuguese? Atrit psoriatica. It's difficult to say oh, okay. it e even in Portuguese. <laughs> yeah. Psoriatic... <laughs> and then I was unemployed married without any money and writing stuff so it was very crazy it was a very weird year for me 2012 and then I started to do other things uh, like crochet I created a brand, me and my best friend, uh, Fred, and then I was tired of doing crochet <laughs> for three years straight, only doing that. And I started to make a podcast talking about creepy shit, all kinds of spooky stuff, ghosts and all other things. And then it's me. <laughs> I think storyteller is like the right word to describe you, I Thank guess, you. and to describe what you do, because your podcast is storytelling, yeah. your book is storytelling. Yeah. I would say that even the crochet characters you did were part of storytelling, because yes. they were little cute animals and stuff that could be inside stories. Yeah. I hadn't realized, I knew you went by Bilinga because that's on like your social media but I hadn't realized it was related to your surname yes. that's why I'm like, oh yeah yes <laughs> because we have plenty of Raquel's in our friend group that's why uh, Fred which is my it's the second time I mention him <laughs> wow I have one of his tattoos on me so he's <laughs> always with me yes, I have plenty of them so <laughs> He started to call me by Bilinha because it's kind of connected to my surname. And, well, it's ticked and everyone calls me Bilinha now. So it's fine. <laughs> and it's, it's even connected to the crochet brand. It's Hey Billy. Billy, it's my... Ah, it, it is all connected. Oh. Yeah. Everything is connected. See, that's like storytelling as well. You'd like you storytell your yes. own uh, brand. <laughs> I did like a personal brand workshop yesterday and it was all about how to make your own story and like sell yourself <laughs> through a story. And I'm like, you're a pro at that. N not me. Wow. I think Fred, Fred is a pro <laughs> yeah. at describing me. <laughs> <laughs> And we met because I took one of your yes. creative therapy, I don't know, expre expression yeah. therapy, I think it was what you call it at the yeah. time, workshops. And that was a lot of fun. I understand the fact that people can't do their jobs. Uh, it's not only psychology. There's other areas of work that are also not great in Portugal. No. So, yeah, that's sad. But I'm happy that there is other ways that people can do stuff and be creative. Yeah. Creative jobs in Portugal are not that cool. <laughs> <laughs> because we don't earn much and we have to work a lot to pay our bills, kind of. But yeah, it's not so good. But it's kind of fun <laughs> if you like a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I try to do all of that. 
Why? Well, I have dogs. That's one of the yeah. things that you should know. <laughs> They are always barking all at the same time. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, that did a, that, that sound sounded to me like a cough, so I was worried that one of them had got the uh, COVID. No, <laughs> not Corona here. <laughs> How would you define bravery? Well, it's very difficult. I think. Well, I'm going to mention Fred once again. <laughs> Yay! I think he was the first person in my life that described me as a brave person. Because he told me when I finished, when I was unemployed and was everything was bullshit in 2012, it was very difficult year for me because I needed to rebrand myself and recreate myself and thinking about other ways of being myself. He mm, talked about me in my book. And when I launched my book, when I was presenting my book, he told everyone that he thought I was one of the bravest people that he ever met. So I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> I don't see myself as that, but nowadays I can see it. Because I have a way of making difficulties work with me not against me and that's how i would describe bravery in my opinion i try to make hard things good things for me i was like i'm just thinking back to when i did the workshop with you i was at that point i was like at my shyest yeah. i think you came a and long yeah, way you were, <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you were like you were great super supportive and super like uh, you were able to take things out of people and i think in a way that's probably brave as mm -hmm. well thank you what should you say were moments in your life in which you have been brave well my lowest point it was 2012 i think it was very very hard discovering you have an autoimmune disease it's very hard because it's basically your body is fighting your body so it's not good <laughs> It's not good. And at that time, I was unemployed. It was the same year I was in, unemployed. I didn't have any work. I was very depressed. Um, maybe two times I can say I was very depressed. I have a history of depression, I think. Even though no one knows that about me because everyone thinks I'm always happy, always great. Yay! <laughs> It's not... Because I think it's my coping mechanism. I laugh about all of the things. <laughs> that's, that's the way I cope with things. But in 2008, it was my first like big, big depression. And it was very hard. And I think it was very brave of me in that time, leaving all of the shit behind me and going forward. And it was also the time when I was finishing my graduation in psychology, trying to make something out of it that was not traditional psychology, not like being with someone and talking with them. I started to do other things because I always had a cre creative blood, kind of, inside of me. And I started to make expressive things or creative things inside of psychology it was my first 
brave choice. And when I was very, very depressed in 2008, I moved to Lisbon to just try to do whatever because my surroundings here in Porto, where I live and work now, again, <laughs> was very toxic for me. And it was a difficult choice to move just to Lisbon to try to do my thing. Well, it didn't work because people in Lisbon were shit to me. <laughs> so <laughs> I came back. It was the around the same time I met my husband, now husband, and we started hanging out and dating and all of this stuff. And I moved back to Porto. And it was very difficult as well because I didn't want to be back with all the toxic relationships that I had here and all of the things that were bad to me. But, well, I did a, a good thing. And then in 2012, it was again the same thing. I was stuck, I think, in 2012. It was that thing. I was stuck. I didn't know what to do, where to go. And then I got diagnosed with the beautiful disease. And I was like, oh. Well, what I am going to do now. So it was very brave of me because I didn't... Well, in 2008, I took some antidepressants for my depression then. But in 2012, I wasn't diagnosed with depression, only the disease, which we should not name it because it's very difficult to yes. say in English. We've named it once, yes. so now you, know now you know what we're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was very difficult. It was one of the bravest points for me to turn all of my life around and to do it something different. And I think I made it plenty of times. So I think the points for bravery are there, like where yeah. I was brave to turn myself around and to do other things that I was teached to do whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you meet your husband? Was he living in Porto? And that's why you moved back to Porto? Yes. Uh, we met through couchsurfing. How? Oh, I used to do couchsurfing uh, when I was in Portugal. I used to host couchsurfing Yeah, stuff, me too. Uh, a lifetime ago. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me and him, we met through... Um, because in that days, well, so long ago... We used to have a big community here in Porto of couch surfers, and we yeah. used to meet uh, with people from Porto just to be like, um, I don't know, like a therapy group. I don't know, but as a supporting <laughs> group for people yeah. that were coming here and for everyone to know themselves. And if they had a problem, something like that, we should uh, figure out everything in a, inside the group of Portuguese people, of Porto-based people. Yeah. And that's when I met him. And I met him through like a meeting or something because I was trying to do some couch surfing in Porto, but also I was living part-time in, in Lisbon because I was taking that degree, that expressive yeah. thing degree. I moved back to Porto, sort of, and I met him in the first meeting. So it was like, mm, love at first sight, maybe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's why I moved officially back to Porto, because of him. Yes, 
Here's the reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, weird. Like sometimes I say stuff. Like I started doing comedy because I met a guy who did comedy, yeah. and some and like it changed my life. And sometimes saying that your life was changed by a man sounds like terrible. Yeah, but it happens sometimes. So what can you say? <laughs> yeah, but it's very difficult for me because I'm not. I'm a feminist by nature. I think it's very difficult for me to um, to do like yeah. I changed I changed my life because of him. But it's not because of him him, but because of the things he taught me, like how to appreciate me and my body also. Yes, we are going to talk about that too. Yeah. <laughs> me and my body. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of that in my story as well. But I say a lot of times that for me If that person was no longer there, the the things I learned from it would yeah. still be with me. So yeah. it's not the person; it's what the experiences they brought. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's not him; it's the things I learned with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and one of the bravest moments for me, yes, it was like three years ago when I started to look at myself because I'm fat. Let's face it; <laughs> I'm a fat girl that likes to do storytelling but the first time I realized that being fat was not a problem it was with him he taught me that and it's great but we were together for a long time before I noticed that wasn't a problem being fat mm -hmm. yeah that brings me to like a thing I was going to say before mm -hmm. and I think also like the fat thing mm. comes under that umbrella as well was the reason why you felt depressed like also depression is clinical sometimes yeah. and chemical so it's not necessarily because of your surroundings but was the reason that you got stuck in depression in 2008 and 2012 and the fact that you had to change your career and were brave to do that uh, or to do to change the things you do partly influenced by the fact that society pressures you to have things sorted by the time you're I don't know I'd say I was going to say 30 but I think they pressure you to have stuff <laughs> figured out before 30 so uh, yeah yeah I started to notice fat phobia not in that that category that we now do it like yes it's called fat phobia but i started to notice that when i was seven so it's a long time yeah. ago 30 years ago <laughs> actually so yes i did, i noticed that i was different like fat <laughs> not different in any other way but different like fat or fatter than my friends when i was seven my grandparents were not cool at all They were the reason of, or the start of my bullying. It was inside of my family. So it was not cool at all. It was not good for me. But in 2008, it was kind of because of that. Because I noticed that I didn't have any relationships that to, that were longer than some months or, or so. I had a, like a official boyfriend for one year and I lived with him. But it was not. I don't know. <laughs> Guys are so weird sometimes. I don't know because I, I didn't... I Even though I'm not straight, straight, I never had any 
relationships with women, so I don't know how it works like that. But I didn't have any boyfriend for a long time, and I noticed since maybe since I was a teenager that many guys didn't want to date me because I was fat. And it was very hard for me to take it. I don't know if girls take it that way too. I don't know. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think women are much more supportive with each other sometimes. Sometimes not. But I didn't have many boyfriends when I was a teenager. And my best friend, she was blonde and she was perfect and she was amazing. And everyone wanted to hang around with her. And I was with her all of the time. So it was kind of... I was a shadow to her. I was her shadow. And sometimes I thought I was like, just no one noticed me and because I was fat. And it was very, very hard. And I think sometimes uh, I didn't thought about that. But now that you mention it, maybe in 2008, it was a question of, it was not all, all of that, but yeah. Not all of yeah. the reasons were fat phobia, but maybe, yeah, yeah. some of it was, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just like, um, I grew up also being fatter than people like my friends, my peers, yeah. if you will. And like looking back, and I, I don't like saying this because it feels like I'm uh, also comparing me myself to other people. But looking back, I wasn't even. Fat. Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, so yeah. crazy sometimes to think that. But I was, I felt really fat, and like people were always yeah. looking at me because I was fat. And there's one instance in like school where we were, we did like some videos for a class, mm -hmm. and me and my group properly committed to it. We had like camera angles, beautiful things, and I played like the journalist, and we had like an intro where I was walking mm -hmm. uh, down a corridor. And they would start filming me through my feet and up my legs. And and when they when the boys in my class saw my legs, they were like, whoa, 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 like she's hot. And then when they saw it was me, there was like, a, a, I don't know, a reaction of, oh, no, we thought she was hot. Oh uh, like if they were ashamed of having thought I was hot. Uh, most of those uh, boys, because I'm from a very small town, are still people that I have contact with. So if you are listening to this, yes, you made me uh, feel very bad at that moment. So yeah, not cool, <laughs> so not you know. cool yeah. at all, <laughs> at all. But people, it's like a societal thing. It's a society thing. Yeah, yeah. People and we. I don't know if my I'm not a boy. Okay, I'm not a guy. I don't know how guys think. I think like myself and I don't know if every woman feels like that but I think the pressure on on a woman it's very different from a pressure for a guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking in Portuguese and in English at the same time it's very different <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's from a perspective of thinking about fat phobia and when I started to read more about it and more articles about it, I think one woman's bodies are much more likely to be shamed, fat shamed or whatever shamed 
than uh, guys' bodies. So it's not so... I don't... It's very difficult to express it in a way that everyone understands it. But the pressure on a woman's body, it's much more... Well, it's exponentially worse. Um, and we need yeah. to... If we want to be accepted, we need to change something inside of ourselves. But it's not like that. I think it's it's inside our minds. It's not our bodies. It's inside our minds. And it's very difficult to be in that position. That's why, yeah, we need to change a lot <laughs> before... <laughs> everything yeah. changes and i think you're right i think the pressures are different yeah. because like women's bodies are shamed in a lot of ways yeah. because it's because you're fat it's because because you're too thin it's because you have uh, big boobs it's because your boobs are small uh, so everything is to to the both sides so yeah it's not nothing is good i think boys or men Uh, the only thing there or the biggest thing they're ashamed about their bodies that is like outwardly seen is their height. Yeah. Uh, and that's probably the only thing. And then there's like psychological, I think, uh, like the being a macho or being yeah. too sensitive or whatever. That's something that men are more uh, shamed about than women, maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, they have their difficulties yeah. as well. They have the thing that they need to be strong. It's kind of yeah. a, a cultural and a society thing that w women cannot be strong and men need to be strong. So sometimes they need to be like very strong. They have to go to the gym like every day and they have to build a perfect body in that kind of uh, ideal thing of the guy yeah. <laughs> of the men they yeah. have to be strong and they have to carry everything everything they be able to protect people yeah yeah and women are the opposite they need to be beautiful for men beautiful yeah. and, and frail yes frail so you i can take care of yeah. you yeah <laughs> yeah so i was telling someone the other day that in portuguese we have an expression that is like a mulher quer ser pequenina como a sardinha you want a woman to be as small as the sardine, yeah. which is, I don't know. Sometimes when I think of the expressions, it's like, well, why? What? Yeah. What <laughs> yeah, but everything is like that in the way that we think. Not, not only in Portuguese, but everyone thinks like that, I think. It's kind of, we have to have a perfect body and to be perfect as a woman, you have to be small and tiny and nowadays hmm, if you have a big body it's okay but yeah you, you have to have a certain type of body to be specifically amazingly and perfect for guys it's only for for men that we do that um i don't think women are mm, well <laughs> everything is <laughs> It's like a society thing. So you have to, it's yeah. an embraided thing. You have to think like that. You have to be like that. So, but it's only for uh, for men's pleasing. It's not for women's pleasing. We have to please the men. It's very heteronormative. Yeah, I think it's changing, but very slowly. Very slowly. Uh, but yeah, I think it's, um, I think 
I don't know. I I'd like to think young people have it a little easier now. Yeah. But still, there's a lot uh, because media uh, is there out there yeah. uh, on top of us all all the time, yeah. feeding us uh, information, and they still uh, perpetuate some of those ideas. So yeah. Yeah, especially especially social media. If you look at the Kardashians of this life, you will see that they perpetuate the the female norm of the body. You have to be like that to be beautiful and special. Mm -hmm. And it's changing. Yeah, it's changing. But when I talk with some friends that are like American or, or if I talk with some friends that live not in Portugal, you can see that it's changing, but not so much. Because I was talking with a girl just a few days ago. She's 34. She lives in America. And she did a massive weight loss journey. I'm against it. Because she's beautiful. But, okay. <laughs> I, I don't agree, but it's my thing. And... Yeah. She did that because she thought she was not uh, healthy, which they connect, everyone connects. Um, if you are fat, you're not healthy at all. You're mm. sick. And if you're skinny, then it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. But it's not like that. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like that. And I was talking to her and she's three years younger than me, so she's about the same age as me and she has a healthy relationship she's healthy she's good she's fine and she did all of that so she could be better with herself and that's the thing that I cannot relate to anymore I could relate that to my previous Raquel or Billing, whatever, or Billy, whatever you may call me. I could relate that to five years ago, Billing, or Raquel or Billy, whatever you may call it. <laughs> But nowadays, I don't think like that anymore. I don't have to be anything else than I am already. I had to cut a lot of people from my life, especially, like I said, my grandparents were, they were very bad with me, always bullying me, always comparing me with my other cousins and to my mother and to my whatever. They were always comparing me with other people, my friends, my peers. You are not like them. You will never be happy. You will never find a man that loves you. You will never find anyone. And that stuck with me with for ever and ever <laughs> they it was a long time for me to get through it and to surpass it and to think about myself like I am I am a beautiful woman I don't care if you don't like me I don't care if you think I'm fat I know I'm fat that's fine with me <laughs> but nowadays it's very difficult for me to see other women that feel like that and see them, themselves like that. Like, I need to be skinny to be perfect, to be a, a woman. I don't need that. No, you don't. You don't need that. You need to change the way you think. 
That's the thing. I think you've talked about, um, um, you've wrote, written an article for a newspaper yeah. about it, and you've just mentioned it uh, a few minutes ago <laughs> uh, about the medical fat phobia as well, <laughs> which I think also is in, it's part of the root of the, the issue yeah. as well, because if you go to the doctor and they weigh you and then they they tell you stuff that is wrong. Like, I'm, I'm a biochemist. I know about metabolism and I know that like, some of my thin friends are less healthy than me because they itch it, they don't move. Yeah. So yeah, I I know that I'm healthier than them. But like I had a conversation on the phone with a doctor this week because I need to change my contraceptive stuff and I have polycystic ovaries. And she asked me if um, I had changed the last time I had changed my pill. And I guess that's what they wrote down on the computer, but that wasn't wasn't a reason. Oh if I changed the pill because I was gaining weight with the pill, and I like no, I changed. I asked to change the pill because I was having constant headaches and pain when I had my period. That's why I asked to change the pill. It had nothing to do with my weight. Why is no. that on my my records? I don't know. Yeah, but it's, it's very it's difficult. It's infuriating. Yeah, yeah, it's infuriating for sure. <laughs> For me, it's very hard. And I think you mentioned that also, like in the article I read that you wrote yeah. for public, that it's also like when doctors think like that, they will, they are likely to not properly diagnose you because yeah. they think all your issues are have to do with your weight. Yeah, they, they don't look for the issues that you actually have. Yeah, they, they don't see past it. They don't see it. Yeah. They only see the package. You are fat. You're not worthy. You're not worthy because you're sick. You're always sick. And I say this plenty of times. That's why I started to say that I have an autoimmune disease because that's the reason why I'm sick. It's not because I'm yeah. fat. I'm, I'm fat. It's okay. But it's not the reason why I'm sick. And I'm always saying that, and people are very, no, no, but it's not, no, you're, you're sick because you're fat. No, it's not because of that. I had a depression. That's why I'm a, I have a tendency to have a, a depression. So that's why I'm sick. It's not because I'm fat. Not at all. Because like you said, you have plenty of people that are skinny and they eat badly and they don't exercise and they don't do all of the things but even if you if you are fat and you eat um, not a healthy meal and I'm doing like bunny years here Inverted yeah yeah if you're not eating healthy or you don't have like a healthy way of living even if you, if you are fat and you don't have that healthy way of living Yes, you are more than worthy to do whatever you want to do. Yeah, yeah, because people only make that distinction when yeah. when someone is fat. Because if you are skinny and you have the same sort of uh, habits as mm -hmm. unhealthy habits yeah. as uh, a fat person, no one will tell you about no. it. No one will judge you no. because of that. They only judge someone who is fat. Yeah. So yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah, they don't hold people like skinny people accountable of their way of living because they are skinny. 
So they are not, they are healthy, that's okay. And it's not like that. And it's infuriating, yes, because most of the medical people that I know, like medics and uh, nurses and all of the things, they tend to think of you, of me, because I'm fat, an unhealthy person or someone that's it's lazy, they don't want to do anything, I don't want to do anything, I don't want to treat myself, I don't want to be happy, I don't want to live past 40 or 30. Pff, I'm 37, bitch, yes, so I've lived. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to have a healthy how do you say old age? I don't want to be old yeah. or something like that. It's not like this at all. And people should think more, much more about themselves and try to, well, sometimes it's not that great also if you think a lot about yourself, but think much more in what can I think and what, what can I do and what do I do to try and change that perspective that everyone needs to be in a certain way. Why can't I uh, start to change it, start to change the way I think, the way I talk, the way I behave through all of the things? <laughs> because people choose uh, words and they do things to protect themselves and they forget other people sometimes. And it's not good. And when we are talking about healthcare or people that work in the industry that need to create things for people to be a certain way, it's very, very hard because it's infuriating and, and, and it's unfair for people that are fat or overweight, which, again... It's yeah, it's again a word that means something that is it puts a, a judgment yeah. on weight. Yeah. So yeah, it's again a, a weird a word. Bad word. But like, as <laughs> as a um a former scientist mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> which like I I probably wasn't like super aware of this when I was doing science, mm -hmm. but now I am very aware that most most studies of any uh, drug is made on male bodies yeah. one so whatever the the effect of a drug is on a woman is not studied no. so sometimes secondary effects are not considered because they affect people differently but also when you think about that you also have to think about people who have different bodies yeah. as well not only female and male yeah but like biotypes things. yeah 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 biotypes and that's not studied no. and it's Partly understandable because there is limited amount of funding mm -hmm. and you need uh, sample sizes and whatever. But still, uh, that should be a bigger effort to make it more... Um, yeah, less know, sexist. To reach more people. Yeah. Less sexist, less um, ableist, less... Uh, yeah, all of that. All of that, yeah. I agree, yeah. totally. Because I think... BMI, which is the way people study if you're fat or not, it's a very racist and it's racist. Yes, it is. I will explain later, but it's a very racist and sexist way of trying 
to figure out if you're fat or not, or overweight or underweight or something, an ideal weight. If you are inside of the BMI, you are inside of the ideal weight for your height and the measures that they make, how much you weight and how much your height is. And for once, this is sexist because they base it on the men. And they base it on the European men, Central European yes. men. So that's why they're racist because... It's racist, yeah. yeah. And it was created by a mathematician, so it's very nice. <laughs> it was a guy, he was white, and it was inside of the BMI measurement. So it's fine. It's very good. Yeah. And as you say, it's like a mathematical equation. And mathematics as fascinating and amazing as mathematics are, uh, they don't take into account biology. Yeah. And we know that sometimes, like, I, I know that uh, muscle, for instance, weighs more than fat tissue. Mm -hmm. uh, so a person that is like like Arnold Schwarzenegger probably doesn't fit the BMI. No. He also probably isn't very healthy because no. that's too much muscle. Yeah. But there's there's like healthy amounts of, of muscle yeah. that will make you go off, mm -hmm. uh, go outside the BMI. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean you are unhealthy. If health is what you're looking yeah. for. And again, you are worthy of respect, being, yeah. having a full life and being respected, even if you are not healthy. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... Choices. We have to... It, it's, it's a question of choice. If you want to be whatever you want to be, do it. Be it. I don't care if you want to be whatever you want to be. And we need to change it to be like that. I, I don't want to pressure everyone to be to or to think like me or to act like me. But I want it. It's like an utopic thing. <laughs> but I, I, I think people would appreciate it more, life more be much more in the present moment live much more happily in the present not think about if i do this i will do like this i and i will be happy if if i eat less or eat healthier again with all of the whatever i will be happier and i will have a partner i will be whatever i will be rich i will be famous i will have sex success i will have sex i will sex, yeah. <laughs> i will have all of the things that are good it's not like that at all and i can trust and believe i have yeah. i have all the proofs when i started to think about well let's not think about weight anymore things change in myself in my life And the way I see myself, the way I see my friends, the way I see my family, the way I see my partner, the way I see all of the things, everything changed. Everything shifted in the right direction, in, in my opinion. It's always my opinion. But the way society pressures you to be a certain way, it only changes when you change things inside of yourself. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a broken record, I know. It's kind of a, a phrase or a statement that everyone 
as well. You have to change inside first, but it's, it's it works. Whenever I started yeah. to look at um, my weight, at the, just weighting myself over and over again, dieting, and um, especially uh, trying to eat healthy and trying to um, work out. Well, you can do that for sure. And you still have respect for yourself and your body and the way people see yourself and the way you see yourself. Um, but you don't need to act or do whatever people want you to do. You don't need to. Yeah, I said this in a previous episode that may or may not have come out yet. It may be one of the ones that I've recorded and that hasn't come out. <laughs> uh, it will have come out by the time this episode will come out. Uh, I'm talking in circles. <laughs> but I said before that I practice capoeira, uh, Brazilian martial arts. And before I started doing it, I used to think to myself, I need to get stronger yeah. to start doing capoeira because it's a very, whenever I saw it with all the acrobatics and a lot of your arm strength mm -hmm. and stuff, I would think I'm too heavy to do that. So I won't be able to do that. So I will wait to lose weight and be stronger yeah. in order to start doing capoeira. And then someone said, told me you will get stronger by doing it. And it's true. I still can't do all the acrobatics and I've been doing it for a long time, but uh, it doesn't matter that not even that matters. No. The fact that I am stronger, I may have lost some weight, but, the, but I may, also not have lost weight i don't know because i also stopped weighing myself it's just like something i like doing and another thing i used to say as well was that once i lose weight and i had like a, an objective i will have a tattoo yeah and i stopped waiting for that yeah <laughs> and i just start, started having tattoos and i love them on my body yeah. so yeah it's stop waiting for things yeah. i think you were saying you don't want to tell people what to think but i think there's things that we can say one is like respect people mm -hmm. whoever and however they are unless they're like so uh, serial killers if you want <laughs> and also to. like even serial killers respect yeah. them, I guess. <laughs> uh, just be careful don't don't be in front of them while they have a, a knife on their hand I don't know. <laughs> but also, like, don't wait for things. Yeah, to be Just happy. do yeah. the things you want. Yeah, because we wait a long time. We wait for a partner to be happy. We wait for something to be happy. We have... Uh, we, we wait for success. We wait for whatever. Your dream job, your dreams to be... Wh whatever. You wait all of your time for something. And sometimes people that are fat or overweight or whatever you may call it, they wait a long time. They start to do, well, if you want to enter this highway, it's going to be fast. They start to do all of the procedures, all of the cosmetic things, all of the... Um, to be perfect, to be expected yeah. to be amazing. And perfection doesn't exist. Let me tell you that. It's one of the things that I can tell. <laughs> perfection doesn't exist. It's your way of perfection. And also, like I said, people overweight or fat, they, they wait a lifetime to be happy and to be proud of themselves and to be whatever just to be just to be 
and yeah. it's very hard if we have to be a certain way to live and to <laughs> have well access to healthcare for instance it's a very hard world that we it's live in it's a very in. hard way to yeah. to live yeah. if you keep waiting yeah for life yeah Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess like in this conversation, we have mentioned some moments where you may have avoided doing something mm -hmm. because of fear or like of bravery. But is there like one particular moment, something maybe you regret not doing because you weren't brave enough? Oh, so many things. I cannot count it. But I don't know. I, I doubt. I used to doubt myself a lot. Nowadays, well... I doubted this conversation because it was in English, <laughs> but not because I I'm fat. So it's it's good. <laughs> well, I did something. And I have to say that even like the English bit, it's been great. Thank you. So you didn't need to doubt that either. Yeah, I need to train a little bit. Once it's like an oil thing, you need to oil it. When, yeah. when I start to talk and then it's good. <laughs> and I start, <laughs> I stop doubting myself and all of the words that I'm going to use and I just use them. It's fine. But yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't know. Uh, in 2008, it was a good, bad year. <laughs> a bad, good year. <laughs> I went, uh, I did a trip. I was very sick. Like I said, I was with depression and I was crying all, all day, every day. It was very bad. I didn't want to go outside. I didn't want to leave bed. It was that kind of depression. And my parents, we did um a trip a very big trip we were with some friends uh for three weeks we went to thailand cambodia 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 something like that and uh, laos in vietnam and it was very very nice but i was always comparing myself with other friends because my parents it's very it's a very big um thing but they have friends that, that they are their age and they have like children as well and we are all friends that's why it, that's the reason why I moved to Lisbon because they are from Lisbon and we travel for three weeks and I was always comparing myself with my friends my female friends and their bodies because they were perfect and I was not and I was bullied a lot from a friend of mine now she's a friend but at that time she was jealous because one of the guys he wanted something with me to date me or something like that and I didn't notice that because I was depressed and I was thinking well no one wants anything with no me <laughs> If I don't want to be alive, no one wants to have anything with me. So I didn't notice that. And I was crying because she was very bad with me. She was making all kinds of comments like, well, uh, well, you only came with in this trip just to be, um, this, just to have friends still of all of my friends. She was very bitch, uh, bitch lady. <laughs> 
Now she's married. She's she has kids, so she's fine. <laughs> But in that time, she was not good with me, also. And I was always comparing myself with others. But at that time, I used to wear bikinis. And nowadays, I don't wear bikinis anymore. And I think it's still a struggle. So I'm I'm probably 20 kilograms uh, fatter than I was in that time. Or, or more, or more and more. I didn't want to compare myself to that vision. But yes, yeah. I was always comparing myself to other women, especially the ones that were my age or in my age group. And I think I, I in three weeks I had two days that I didn't do anything. I didn't leave my my bedroom. I was always sleeping and crying and whatever. And at that time when and the next day when my friends were asking what what did you do? Why weren't you here with us? We are in Vietnam or wherever. One day I was in Thailand and the other way I was in Vietnam. And they say, why Why didn't you come with us? You are so fun. Why? I, I want to be around you. I always want to be with you because you're making us laugh and it's fine and it's, it's wonderful and it's marvelous, whatever. And I was so stuck in that idea. I was so depressed. So I was so stuck in I, that idea. Well, I'm not good enough. I'm never going to be good enough. And my body isn't perfect and all of the things that I didn't notice at that time. First of all, that I had a guy that was hitting on me all of the time. And second, second of all, that none of my body issues or the issues that I had with my body had nothing to do with the, the way people see me or saw me at that time. Yeah. And it was very hard now, nowadays, not nowadays, because I had therapy and all of the things came through that also. But now that we are talking about that, I, I noticed that I didn't do many of things. One of the things was in Vietnam. It was the day that we were visiting soldiers from Vietnam. So Vietnamese soldiers were hiding in the war between America and Vietnam. And so Vietnamese um, guys or men or women, they are very small and very tiny. And I thought that day when I woke up, I thought I was never going to fit in that holes that they... And then I thought, well, I'm not going because I'm not going to... Uh, <laughs> go through that shit all by myself yeah. because I'm already crying and I don't want to be I don't want to feel like that anymore and I have the things still with some friends well I I try not to be like that but you always think you are you have that on your mind since you are a child so it's normal for you to think like that Um, I have that still with some friends because I look at them, especially female friends, and I see their legs and my legs. I don't like my legs at all. And so I'm always trying to hide them. 
Um, it's still a process, of course, even when I say I don't wait myself anymore and I don't look at myself in that way anymore, there are still bad days. There are still days that I don't face it and I don't want to face it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to either deal with it. So um, there are still days that I look at their legs and I'm like, hmm, no, I'm going out just with pants and it's fine. <laughs> it's fine by me. <laughs> yeah. So yes, there's still sometimes that I avoid to do things because of that. Yeah. There's like a lot of things that are ingrained in, in you that like I know that they're not rational. I sometimes fear doing like things where I will have my weight all my weight on something like yeah rappel or when someone needs to grab my legs when i'm doing a handstand i always think i'm they won't be able yeah. to hold me because i'm too heavy yeah. and i don't do things because of yeah. that or like the rope will break yeah. because i'm too heavy and i know rationally that i'm not no. because ropes sometimes they tell they say this is enough to carry however many kilos yeah. and i know i weigh less yeah. than that but still my brain doesn't uh let me do the things yeah because i think it will break yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I I I think the same way. Uh, most of the times I'm good, but sometimes I'm not, and it's fine because you you are a person, you are evolving, and there are days that are good, there are days that are bad, and it's fine. You have all of the reasons to be good or bad, whatever you may feel. And I think everyone, yeah. however they look to the outside world uh, and however you think they're like the fittest person ever, they also have those little things, I imagine. I think everyone does. Yeah, yeah it's, it's this, the same thing as I was reading a book the other day and I'm still reading it. It's a um, heavy read, must I say. <laughs> I don't remember the name of the book now. They they talk about the body and how people see it and the difference between confidence, uh, self-acceptance and confidence. Yeah, self-esteem and confidence. It's very different, uh, even though we tend to correlate that or... Uh, Conflate yeah, them, like make them feel the same. Yeah, yeah, it's different because you can be confident and don't like yourself. You can be confident in something. You know you can do something, but you don't like yourself. Still, you know you can do whatever and you don't like and you can switch it. You can still like yourself and not be confident about doing something and these two things they relate to each other but at the same time they are very different so it's yeah. the same thing that you were saying you you thought you sometimes think well i'm not i'm not going to be able to do that because that will fall and i'm too heavy and blah blah, blah. but you still love yourself at some times, <laughs> even if it's yeah, there's there's days I love myself yeah. a little less, but yeah, yeah, but it's it's the same thing. You have self esteem, 
but you are not confident enough to do that. It's okay. It's fine. Is there anything coming up in your life for which you will have to be brave? Oh my God, so many things. Well, COVID. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is like the, the question to ask during COVID. Because, yeah, uh, there's very little people are doing right now because we're inside houses. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, you're in lockdown too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. 2021, I need to be brave. I, I think... I'm always switching careers and paths and all of the things. I don't think I will be changing what I, whatever I'm doing right now because I like, I really love what I'm doing right now. I think it fits all of the things that I like. I like storytelling and I like creepy stuff. So storytelling, creepy stuff, that's fine. It's good. And it's good because even though 2020 has been an asshole of a year, yes. <laughs> to say the least. A very dar dark asshole yes. of a year. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Even though that I'm very happy of all of the career choices I've made this year. And I've met many people through my podcasts and my Patreon and all of that. I've met many people that I like very much. Kisses, all of you that are listening, because <laughs> they they will listen and they will say, Listen, see what I told you? You were great talking in English. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for all of your support. But I have like a beautiful community there. And we all met through all of the things that are happening right now. Because they all started to support me through Patreon and we created a, a great community there. Maybe I need to be more brave to do the things that I I think I cannot do. Like wear a bikini or wear um, a skirt or maybe even something more than pants in the summertime. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Need, I need to be better at that. And to face 2021. That's a good thing because, well, I don't want to be a pessimistic old lady, but I think 2021 is going to be bad as well. Yeah. And we need to face it because, yeah. It's going to be bad as well. We're going to be on lockdowns as well. There's going to be vaccines. It's going, to, but it's going to be very hard for your mental health, especially. I think nowadays we are starting to look crazy. Until now, yeah. <laughs> until now, we were like, "Oh, it's, everything's fine. We are doing fine. Everything." So it will be fine. like one more month, <laughs> and it will be fine. Yes. But nowadays. We are starting to get, okay, this is crazy shit and I need to deal with it. <laughs> and it's going to be like this for at least one year longer. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we need to be brave. We all collectively need to be brave for 2021. Because I was starting to get a little bit uh, depressed again just last month because I was working a lot and I had plenty of on my hands and I needed to do stuff and I started to think about well 
all of these people are paying me now because I have a pantry, like I mentioned, like three times. All of the people are paying me now, so I need to do stuff and I need to be productive. And we don't need to be productive all the time. And there's a, a thing that we need to be all of the time working, 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 working. And sometimes you're working and not doing a sh shit, <laughs> nothing. Yeah, You're not doing a thing. So we need to focus much more on productivity m more than work because yeah sometimes you, if you rest one hour you will be much more productive for the rest of the hours and creative yeah. especially if you have a creative yeah. job you need to stop and yeah feed yourself with yeah. other things instead of always uh, but i think you're right i think we will have to collectively be, be brave in 2021 yeah. i think there's a lot of people because you hear it a lot oh it's like i can't wait for this year to to end because 2021 no no and i think you need to understand that also economies will be yes which is not good very hard uh, not good for yeah. creative people yeah <laughs> no but also but we'll need if we're brave we'll get through yeah it. yeah i i think we all need to be collectively uh, brave for 2021 and for me especially well i don't want to um, pressure myself but i I would like to have uh, an English podcast, a podcast in English, not like every week, like I do in my Portuguese one, mm -hmm. but every once in uh, a while I have one, one in English because I have many international friends that are listening to this and I love them very much. And they always ask me to just tell my stories in English and it's... <gasps> Now she is barking like hell. She wants attention. Yeah, she needs. It's been a while. It's been since a while. You gave her attention. Yeah. It's like it's been 84 years since I, I just listened to the Titanic in my in my head. Okay. So I I promised them that I would make um, a podcast in English. So maybe I need to be brave for that because. I'm not so sure I can make it, but I will, I will try it. <laughs> yes, because there's like, I'm sure a lot of people who would love to listen. I, I always think, because sometimes like I share stuff from Portuguese uh, people I follow mm -hmm. and enjoy the content. But then I feel like most people who follow me don't understand Portuguese. Yeah. So it's like, sure, yeah, go check them out anyway. <laughs> Just like support them. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> the pictures are pretty. <laughs> Just go look at the pictures. <laughs> I sometimes try to write in English, and my writing in English is much be much better than the speaking English. But it's fine. I'll try it. I think we also have like think we need to be better than we are for things. Oh, for sure. I think I think we're having a conversation. This wasn't rehearsed. No. And you are doing great. It, it sounds patronizing, and I hate it, but it's not my intention. But no, no. It's and I feel good. like if you did, because you do like storytelling stuff. If you did like an even more rehearsed 
thing, then there wouldn't be any no, no, issue for about sure. you telling a story that you've read yeah. about. And you've read about it in English, as you said. Yeah. I, I'm sure it will be great. So yeah. this is my... Uh, most uh, of my stories I research in, in English, so it's fine. I will do fine. If I'm talking like a, yeah. a true crime story or something like that, or a ghost story, it will be in English and it will be fine. I'm much more self-conscious about talking about these kinds these kinds of things like body issues and yeah fat phobia and about myself in uh, in in English because I don't talk a lot about myself in my podcast I talk about personal stories but I don't talk about myself like the way I see yeah. things or the way I feel things And most of the personal stories that I tell, I don't talk like that. That I, I couldn't be. I I wasn't able to leave my bed in Vietnam to go to the underground tunnels because of the Vietnamese people that are tinier than me. I didn't talk about that. I I don't usually talk about that kind of stuff. Yes, it's spooky. Yes, it's creepy. But. Yeah. I don't talk about that kind of stuff because I, why I don't know. You choose not yeah. to, I guess, and it's it's a different um, approach, yeah. Approach yeah. and a different thing than what you are doing. Yeah, and I'm very happy that you uh, were open enough to do it. For oh, my podcast. thank you. Uh, no, no, no. It's it. I don't have any problems of talking to people about it. It's not. Uh, the kind of thing that I do because I used to have um, a blog. Well, you know, I used to have a blog and I used to write a lot of personal stuff there. And then I noticed that people were recognizing me on the street. And I was like, mm, not great. Not great for my self-esteem. Not great. Because I was always, you are always thinking about that. And... Backing up a little bit to fat phobia and the way people see you and the way people uh, or you expect people to see you. You are always thinking about how people see you and people are always thinking about how people see you. Yeah. So the way your mind works is very hard and very difficult We are leaving, I, I'm leaving my house, not not nowadays, okay, COVID, yeah, no, I don't live <laughs> because I have that <laughs> disease and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> But every time I leave my house, I think about, well, how is everyone is going to see me? How, why is that guy looking at me? Not like regularly as as it used to be. But yes. sometimes I still think about that. How is that guy going to see me? And when I saw in my blog that people were recognizing me on the street on and when I was with my husband and everyone was coming to him and he's very shy, he doesn't want to have any attention on him, I was like, okay, now I need to pull back. I need to yeah. retreat and I need to hide away. So I have a persona, an online persona. Everyone knows me as Bilinha and or Billy and it's fine. It's it's okay. And 
that's my online persona and I only yeah. show what I want to show. When I, yeah. when I started my fat phobia thing just last summer, I started to talk about it, not to reflect on things because I already thought about all of the things that I posted, of course, because like I said, I'm, I'm a bit of a control freak when it's like that. Public. Yeah, yeah. when it's pu public things. And I don't have a huge following or nothing like that, but... I, I always think about things. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm always thinking, should I do this? Should I not post this? Should I whatever? When I started to do all of the posts, I started to think, well, okay, this will help someone. That's the my my way of thinking it. Or am I totally sure that I want to post this, this image of myself? And... The feedback was so positive, so good, so empowering. Everyone was very nice. I had some hate comments. That's fine. That's okay. Mainly on the medical issue because, well, that's a shit show of itself. <laughs> so yeah. that was difficult. But mainly I had a positive feedback and it... It was so good to look outside of myself and it was so good to to see that people think like me even though they are thin or thinner than me. They understand my issues. They understand the way I feel and they start to uh, think about much more about things they say. I'm too fat or I'm like that. Things that we... Yeah. automatically say without thinking and it's good it's good it's a, a good thing that I did but I'm not so personal on online anymore I I'm I tried to choose what battles I can win <laughs> because yeah you can never win every time. <laughs> it's also good to protect parts of yourself. Yeah. I'm going to ask you the last okay. question about bravery. With someone real or fictional, uh, a public figure or just someone from your real life that you would use as an example of bravery? Oh, my great-grandmother. That was quick and easy. Her name was Lourdes. Or Lourdes, if you like to anglicize the name. Whatever. I, I I will take this opportunity to say that I say my name Mariana a lot of the time, but that's not how I say it in Portuguese. No. In Portuguese, it will be Mariana. Yes. So just so you know, try it next time yeah. you see me on the street. Yeah, it's it's the same. I say Raquel. It's not Raquel that we say. <laughs> but yeah, my great grandmother. She was the bravest woman that I will ever know. If my mother is listening to this right now, I don't I don't think so. But if my mother was listening to this right now, she was crying her balls out <laughs> because <laughs> she she was the bravest woman that I know. And the bravest person. She she was Brazilian. She came to Portugal to live She married young. She had two children. One of them died 
very tragically, I wrote about it in my book. It's the first name and it's not Lourdes, it's Eunice. It was my first uh, short story and I love it very much. I don't know if my great uncle died the same way that I described it, but it's fine. It's the same. He died tragically. One of her children died tragically. No one talked about it in the family. No one wants to talk about it in the family, which is very bad for me because I need to know all of the things. But I think it was related to mental illness. So that's why in people back then, they didn't want to talk about mental illness in the family or anything about that. But she was very brave because, well, she always wore a smile. She always was laughing and smiling. And when you have personal death in the family so, so quickly, because he was very young, he was, I don't know, three, four years old, something like that, I think, or maybe 10 or something like that. He was a young boy when he died. Yeah. And she used to live in the countryside and she didn't want to live there anymore. She wanted to be free. So she kind of divorced my great grandfather. She divorced, not really. She left in the middle of the night and she came to Porto to live. And then she, well, my grandmother, her daughter, she lived in uh, Mozambique. And that's when my mother uh, was born and all of the things. But when my mother was young, she came to live in Porto with my great-grandmother, Lourdes. And she was her mother. She uh, did all of the things to... Bring her up. Yes, yeah. thank you. Now I'm getting confused because I'm talking about her and she is Portuguese and... Uh, or Brazilian, and now I'm like, what's yeah. what's language? That happens. <laughs> that still happens to me when I'm talking about something that is either very related to my English life. Yes. And I'm talking about it in Portuguese it's, or the other way around. Yeah, it's my very hard. Locks out. Yeah. It's very hard. But she is one of the bravest women I know or person that I know because she had a, a child that was dead. She came to Portugal very young. She had to name herself by herself. She was always smiling and laughing, and she was very nice. And she she always dressed up with uh, glitter and all of the things, and she was always... She was very Brazilian, but not Brazilian. Like, because she was very slim and tough. When you look at her, the first time you will think she was not nice, but she was the nicest person that I knew. It's very, she had a very interesting story. And she was my favorite. That's why I have a tattoo of her. So, yeah, I like, I love her very much. Because I believe, even though she's dead for 22 years, she still lives in my memory. And that's the thing I believe. Yeah. The other one is my grandmother from the my father's side. It's 
kind of the same history. She was born in Portugal. She came and lived in uh, in Brazil for seven years. She was alone. She got divorced from my grandfather. She had six uh, children to raise by herself. She came to Portugal again. She had six children to raise. My father helped her, of course, but she was a strong lady just by herself and she's always she was always smiling and she was always laughing and she was always having the best time and she has the most amazing history about herself because when i was little she had a eye disease thing i don't know the name of of it but it was early glaucoma or something like that and uh, i asked her because she uh, couldn't cry anymore she didn't have any water in her eyes. She did not have any water or moisture or something like that. Did I say moist? Yes, I did. And I was always asking her, well, grandmother, why didn't, why don't you have any water in your eyes? Why can't you cry anymore? And she would say, because I cried all of the tears that I had and now I cannot cry anymore. And I'm a, I was like, what? But you were always laughing and always... No, but you don't know me. My sorry. I've cried all of the tears that I could cry. And she cried a lot of tears, yes, because she had six children to... Yeah, difficult. It's a difficult time as well for women to um, to be by themselves. Yeah. So, yeah. Both of them, yeah. But, but different yeah. times for both of them because... There's a an age um, thing, the generational yeah. gap. Yeah, but still, even now, I guess not less so. But like, if you live in like a small village in Portugal, yeah. you'll probably still have some of the same issues that yeah. existed around that time. Yeah, and very traditional families. Very, um, it was very different back then. For my great great grandmother to leave my great grandfather. Uh, behind in the village and to come to Porto by herself. Then later on, her um, sister came to join her and they lived together for the rest of their lives. But my great-grandmother didn't live to be very old because, well, people say that she died from a broken heart because she had a heart, uh, heart attack, but she was very happy until the end. She was always like laughing and walking around and she lived with her sister and they all were always fighting. They had very different personalities, let's just say that. And they were always fighting and then but they were always together and they would walk on different uh, paths or the different sides of the road if they were mad at each other and they yes, they were very comical and <laughs> nice to see. <laughs> but because my great-grand-aunt, she was very closed-minded, uh, very religious, and my great-grandmother wasn't. She was very up her time. Yeah. How do you say it? Very, like, modern. Yeah. Which is also, like, weird. Yeah. But, yeah. Very modern for her time, yeah. She was very, yeah... And they were fight uh, constantly because my great-grandmother was a widow 
a widow, not a widow, separated, divorcee. But she was very independent also, and she would like to dress with leaders and all of the things. And my great-grand-aunt, she was very conservative, so she they would fight a lot of the time. So yeah. <laughs> it was a nice time of my life to see them fight because you always have a story to tell, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's it's fun. like my it's rem it's reminding me of my grandmother <coughs> and her sister, uh my grand aunt and actually my mom was brought up by her aunt, not her mother. Uh so we were closer to my mom's aunt yeah. than my grandmother even though we were all close, but also very similarly my grandmother lived in Porto so the big city and she'll dress up and be very yeah. independent and my aunt was very religious and from never left our hometown yeah. and dressed in like neat yeah. not like fancy clothing so yeah very they were also always fighting yeah it's the same uh, my great grand aunt was very religious she was a piano teacher and a French teacher and she lived in a convento How do you say it? Oh, like a monastery. monastery. It's not properly a monastery, yeah, right? Because, because it's a, not... a monastery is a monastery. Yes, yes. It's kind of for so, the it's like ladies. A... Yeah. She yeah. lived there for the nuns. Uh, it's a nunnery, I yeah. think. Nunnery. That yeah. is it. Yeah. Um, she lived with nuns for most of her life. She never had sex. She never had a boyfriend or a girlfriend. She never had any kind of love interests. And she was very close. And my great-grandmother, she was not like that at all. <laughs> not that she had lovers or anything, because when she left, she was a feminist, as, as you can say. In the old times, feminist. So she didn't want anyone to control any. And she always told my my mother to never marry any, any guy. <laughs> to be by herself and she used to tell me that also when I was little because she <laughs> she died when I was 15 she always told me that never marry don't let a guy bully you or control you or anything that's why I think she was very brave for her time she was very mm. brave yeah definitely We are at the end of the podcast. The only oh. thing I will ask you about yeah. is if you have anything to promote. In March, I will be <laughs> celebrating 12 years of relationship with my husband. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. 12 years. Happy anniversary. <laughs> I will still have my podcast. Let's hope... I have uh, another one in English, maybe once a month, maybe twice a month, maybe. But it will be a different. This is also a good a good opportunity for you English speakers to learn a second yes. language, and you can start with Portuguese. Maybe Duolingo. Yes, I would have something in in English for sure. Maybe not the same thing that I do uh, nowadays, because nowadays I have someone always with me. And they react to the stories that I'm telling. I will have something like much more storytelling, just me telling the story in English. So mm -hmm. it's easier for me to record and all of the things. 
Maybe I'll have merch. I don't know because I'm always doing stuff with different illustrators. I like to collab with different illustrators. My last merch for my podcast was my personal fave. We had pins. It was beautiful. I loved all of it. Maybe I'll have something like that. I don't know. It's uh, also my happy gotcha day of my oldest because I don't want to have children so I have dogs I have a dog that she's 10 almost 10 so it's going to be her happy gotcha day in 15 of March so maybe we can celebrate that <laughs> I don't know what will happen in March <laughs> maybe I, I think I will be alive that's the only thing I can say <laughs> We can celebrate that. We can, we'll celebrate your life, your uh, got your dog <laughs> anniversary, anniversary, and your marriage or not marriage. Yes, your, uh, we meeting. Yeah, we got married on this uh, the same day we met each other, but three years later. So it will be our I don't remember anymore anniversary. It's twelve years of meeting, so it will be. Nine years of marriage. Nine. Oh my god! I remember I'm so seeing old. your photos from your uh, wedding, and that was nine years ago. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Great. <laughs> time is. Yeah, time is a concept. I would like to say that. <laughs> Just remember, as you were listening to this, I hope you are feeling better with your body. That's the thing I will tell. If because we we talked about all of the things about body, body issues, body image. I hope you look at yourself and like a little bit more of what you see in the mirror. Thank you, everyone, for listening to me. Thank you, Mariana, for inviting me to come and talk about me and my life. You can follow me on Instagram at Raquel Caldvilla. It's very difficult, but I'm sure Mariana will post all of the things, all of the links down there on the description. And you can listen to me if you understand Portuguese through Spotify or any other platform where you used to listen to your podcasts. You just need to search for Arpinhos com a Vilinha. Or maybe I'll have my own English podcast where you can listen to me. I babble a lot, as you can see. <laughs> but thank you so much for having me and have a nice day thank you so much for listening you can follow me at, at Beats on Twitter and Instagram for all dowdy updates as all podcasts will tell you all rates and reviews will be super welcome and do share the podcast with your friends or on your socials hashtag dowdypod I would also like to know your pics of people who to you are examples of bravery share them on your reviews or tweet them at me Huge, huge thank you to Champagne for the podcast jingle and a bunch of other things that are in podcast related. If you've enjoyed listening to Dowdy, have some spare to give, and would like to support me and help me improve on my tech and skills, all tips are welcome through PayPal and Coffee on at Mariana's Beats. I've been Mariana Feijó. Until next week.